Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nick Frazier Podcast. I have on with me today Auburn college student, good friend of mine, Aaron Longus. How are you? Good. What's up? You know, just another casual day in quarantine. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel like it's a good time to record a podcast episode. So I was of like, course. hey, let me call up Aaron. What day of quarantine is this? Like 20-something? You know, I, I kind of lost count. <laughs> I'm not good with math. So I kind of hope it's like day something, like 25, I believe. I don't even know. I can't even keep up anymore. Yeah, I'm just kind of going with the flow. I, I mean, it's a beautiful day outside. That's the it one really thing is. I like about this quarantine is that I'm able to go outside and enjoy the weather, but at the same time, you kind of got to keep your distance. Yeah. I was on a walk the other day, or my brother and I were, and we were walking down the street, and this woman was, like, coming up next to us, and she, like, ran into the street to, like, try and keep her distance from us. <laughs> I was like, people, I don't really know. <laughs> I, I think people are kind of over-exaggerating it to a certain For degree. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, I like how people are being very conscious about what, what the situation is happening right now. So. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully this blows by soon and uh, we all can get back to our normal lives, you know. I, there are a lot of yeah. people that, well, for instance, you, you've had to go online classes like multiple yeah. other people in the world and uh, do it from home. Yeah, like we, I was on spring break and while I was, I was on spring break in Breckenridge, but when we got the notification that we were going online we were all on spring break so like we pretty much had the longest spring break ever we haven't gone back since <laughs> that's crazy so like, people would be like wow yeah so it was kind of weird like we didn't even like i haven't been to class in in so long like i haven't been on campus in so long they closed everything down so it's a lot harder though i mean like classes are online and tests are online but they're still proctored so like right. there'll be like you got to have a camera like they gotta you gotta show everything but I think it's honestly harder, especially because I'm in a lot of science classes. Like, there's no office hours. There's none of that. So you're just kind of on your own. But, you know, right. you got to do what you got to do. So, Hey, that's it. You got to do what you got to do. And also, I'm pretty sure with those science classes, you have labs that you have to be in person yeah. for. And you can't really do that with the yep. circumstances that are happening. So, Yeah, for sure. I'm in two labs, and they've tried to make them online. But, like, they're doing the best they can. Like, I'm in a microbiology lab where you got to, like, grow bacteria and stuff. Obviously, you can't do that. They've, they've yeah. just pretty much made it like a lecture class. Well, okay. Well, yeah. speaking <laughs> of lecturing, I guess we're going to lecture the audience with your cooking skills. Uh, yes. <laughs> Please go on with what influenced you to do this Instagram cooking page and I guess blog, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been really into cooking, mostly baking when I was little. My mom's a really good cook. I don't really come from, I know you from a, you're from a big Italian family we're, we're not like that we don't have our our like specialty foods that my mom grew up making but no but she's always been a great cook she's always been awesome and when we got older um my mom she my mom's a pharmacist she works in the hospital so she would her how her work schedule works is she works for seven days on and seven days off but she works from like 10 30 to 9 at night so like when that started happening I was around like middle school high school that's when I started kind of like taking up the whole like cooking aspect and being like, you know, like even if mom's not going to be home, like I don't want to have to like eat out every night. So I kind of just started picking that up. I started making her recipes and it's something I've always really liked to do. It's like how I like to pass the time. Like my mom has said, like there's certain things she could never make that were like in the family recipe book, but somehow I've figured out how to do it. 
And in college, like I live on the sorority hall, I've lived in the dorms, like we don't really have a full kitchen to cook with. So since I've been home in quarantine, it's been like a really good time to be able to do that. And like, there's a lot of times where my mom is like, oh, I don't want to make that. It's too hard. I don't have the time for it. But now we have all the time in the world. So it's just kind of been a good time to get to do that. And I didn't want to spam people on my real Instagram with all the food I've been making. So I made a little food Instagram. It's been really fun. And it's been a good way to keep myself busy during this time besides just doing school and people seem to like it I mean a lot of my friends follow it people have been asking me for recipes and stuff so it's just a good way to pass the time exactly yeah I I agree with you you know you kind of you kind of influenced me to start cooking a little bit more in the kitchen because yeah I mean, back last summer I was like I have time I might as well cook a little bit but now that we have this quarantine situation I mean I, I mean, you're, you're over here doing some inspirational dishes like Takira del Sol. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. You got these cinnamon rolls that look just mouth-watering. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Those cinnamon rolls are so good. That's nope, one of the things. Like, my mom would only make those cinnamon rolls on Christmas because they were apparently so hard to make and took forever. But I made them for the first time, and you they have to, like, rise overnight or you freeze them. Then you take them out the night before and whatever. And I realize they're really not that hard to make. I don't really know why she was <laughs> making such a big deal about making them, but they're really good, honestly, like, cause they can make like 12 at a time. So I put them in four and threw them in the freezer and we had them all week. Mm, that just sounds divine. They're so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. One thing that kind of gets me whenever I think about like baking or cooking and stuff like that is uh, there's a thing that in the Italian heritage during Christmas, it's called spingy. It's like a, uh, deep fried donut hole but it's like the size of a baseball oh wow <laughs> it, it is delicious it's like a fluffy dough it's it's un, it's undescribable to be real you just deep fry it and then after before it i guess cools off you gotta roll it in some sugar and then if from there yeah. it's just one way trip to flavor town oh my gosh that sounds so good i love donuts that is one thing i've been wanting to make but i haven't really found one yet or i'm still trying to figure out how i'm going to do it but i've always wanted to make donuts my mom has been wanting me to do it yeah i i was talking with trey alex and owen because uh you know they're we we've been talking about doing a hot chicken review on the podcast for quite some time oh that'd be good yeah and you know kfc's doing that uh hot chicken donut sandwich or whatever i mean i don't think it's a hot chicken sandwich yeah 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 something like that oh my gosh i've seen that so we're gonna we're gonna do a a a chicken sandwich review from kfc popeyes and then you know once it gets to the chick-fil-a type of chicken you're like well they don't have a donut so you gotta make a homemade donut and that's where that's where the skills are gonna have to start rolling in the dough you know (laughs) pun intended right Right, right, right. With the food that you've been making, what's the most enjoyable food you've made so far? Honestly, so my favorite restaurant in Nashville is Takiero del Sol. It's the one in 12 South. I think there's one in the, by like Charlotte, I think too. But like that was always my favorite place to go when I would come back from Auburn and they would have, they have the fried chicken tacos. Have you ever had them? I have not actually. They're they're ridiculous. Like they're so good. And so I was dying for Takiera during quarantine, but I couldn't get it because they were closed at the time. So I figured out that the I think it's the head chef or the owner of Takiera has a cookbook. And so I bought it off Amazon and I was looking through it and they have like the exact 
recipes from the restaurant. And so one night I decided to make their queso, their fried chicken tacos, and their Memphis tacos, which was like a barbecue type taco. And my dad had a roasted, like he did roasted pork butt on the green egg. So it was like perfect. I could have, I could use it. And that was like the best thing I've made so far, I think in quarantine, like it was identical. My family was like freaking out, like all the way down to like, I was roasting jalapenos in the skillet like it was it was crazy like I've never done stuff like that before and honestly I think that's like one of the best things I've made that and the cinnamon rolls like those are those are pretty good um I don't I don't know honestly I've made a variety of things we do a lot of like roasted veggies in the house like well those are really easy to do like green beans or potatoes or stuff like that my mom likes to make pasta oh um Nick we started doing homemade pasta which is probably not as good as your mom's or your grandma's. You know, uh, sure. I doubt it. Any type of homemade pasta is really good. Yeah, like my mom did a cooking class. Like, at, there's a, have you ever heard of Starla Table? It's in Brentwood. Yeah, absolutely. Like a, it's like a, yeah, so like my mom, for people, my family's birthday, she takes them to a cooking class. So I was supposed to go to one, but quarantine canceled it. But like she learned how to make I made pasta in her cooking class and then taught me it's like I've been doing that and it's really not as hard as people like make it out to be. Oh, not at all. Uh, I mean, like I always thought it was going to be impossible, but it's really, it really isn't bad. Yeah, no, not at all. You just get you, yeah. you let it roll out, get real long, and then from there just cut it in individually. Yeah, but um, yeah, I guess that's one of the favorite things I've made is the tacos. Um, I did these roasted potatoes in the oven with like truffle oil on them. Those are pretty good. Um, I mean, just kind of a variety of things. I honestly, every Sunday, like when I plan the meals out for the week, um, I try and like look into different places, and not just make the things that my mom used to always make for us. Because I mean, yeah, she has like a big recipe box and like we love the stuff she makes, but I try and get some new things into the house too. There you go. So besides your mom being an inspiration for you to cook, who, who other than your mom has kind of inspired you to cook besides this quarantine business? I don't really know. I mean... My grandma was always a really good cook. That's how she taught my mom. And I remember she would always make, there's a thing called in our family called mamma's cake. And it's because my mamma used to make it. And it's one of the things in our family that's like super hard to make, super hard to master. And it's like a, it's like a chocolate cake with a caramel frosting. Mm. And like, that's, that's what's up. I haven't made it over quarantine yet, but I think just kind of like the stuff in my family that people have, raved about being super hard to make or oh that's impossible to make like only mamma can do it like that's kind of inspired me to be like you know what like i'm gonna take it on like that's what's up i'm gonna do it yeah exactly. and so for my for my dad's birthday i told my mom i was like you know what like i'm gonna make a pie for my dad's birthday and she's like oh you won't be able to do it like that pie crust like no one you can't do it i don't think you can and i was like oh no like we're we're gonna do it <laughs> the pie crust like that is what makes or breaks it like that's the hardest part it's because it's you got to use like cold butter and you've got a certain like can't over mix it. You can't, it's yeah. just like very, very precise. And whatever you put in it isn't really that big of a deal. Well, it's a big deal, but like you can do all kinds of different stuff, but it's the crust that like makes or breaks it. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of fine details in making that pie. For sure. So even my mom was talking to someone and she goes, you know, I don't think you can do it. Like, I, I don't think you can do the pie crust. I can never do it. I was like, Oh, like we're doing it. Like we'll <laughs> see how it goes. So like, if I do that, then like I've, like I've, I've done it. I've yeah. done it all. Then. You've mastered I, no, I your family like, <laughs> For sure. Like it's only like 
two people in my family have mastered the mammoth cake and it's me and my aunt Susan. And so like when you can make a good mammoth cake, that's like the first, like, all right, like mate, you're something special. Yeah, like you, you got something going for you. You're now in this hierarchy of who's the greatest in the family of cooking. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, in, in my family, my grandmother, it, it's just, with cooking in my family, there's no like measuring of things. It's like you're eyeballing it. So for instance, when my grandfather, when actually my grandparents, when they had their restaurant, they would make meatballs. And there's a, I, I believe that there's a, I want to say an article in the Nashville scene from like 1998, I believe when oh, wow. they, you know, they oversaw my grandparents restaurant. And there's a little snippet in there that says, there are meatballs that are the size of baseballs. And when they say that, oh my it's, it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. So like when you get the flavor from food around my family, it's not, I don't know how to describe it. It can't be measured out. You know what I mean? It's just eyeballed. Yeah. And when you eyeball it, it just makes it 10 times better. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's because it's a little different every time, you know, like. Exactly. Exactly. It's got a little surprise y'all but yeah i agree and you know my grandmother she's always she always says she goes you know whenever people ask for recipes i just can't give them the exact recipe because i just eyeball it and i was like right. well you know what we got to do we just got to mold your hands and say it's three amounts of nani hands for this amount of whatever kind of thing i'm like that, that's <laughs> what we're gonna have to do see that's the thing they always talk about baking is like a science so you can't really eyeball baking. That's why I've realized that I've I like exactly. cooking more than baking because with cooking you can do you can you can do a recipe, but you can exactly. like throw whatever you want. It. You can just do whatever, and it's not it's not gonna mess it up. But like with a cake, if you like add too much of this, like it's not gonna it's not gonna bake right. Like it's the science, but like cooking is good. Yeah, you I, can kind of freestyle. Good it thing a you bit. pointed out with cooking, you're able to freestyle like you just said. But man, yeah. I, I think with making chicken is the easiest thing to cook. So like when you marinate the chicken, there's a thing oh, yeah. at my house. I have two different types of like dry rub seasonings that are used for barbecue. So there's like a spicy, hot, loveless cafe barbecue along with this Sperry, you know, Sperry's, the steakhouse. So they have a steak yeah, seasoning yeah. that is unbelievable. So I mix both of those together and I call it the devil's dust because like if if I put a lot in there, you're you're <laughs> gonna taste it when it's done cooking. There's this one that reminds me of the, the seasoning that like you kind of created, but one of my friends from Auburn, her name is Parker, and um she has this thing in her pantry and it's a seasoning thing and it's called bird crap. And I was like, What is this? Like what is the seasoning? She was oh like one of my my dad's friends or whatever made this seasoning and he puts it on everything and he when people are like oh like what do you what do you put on it he goes oh just some crap i, oh. I threw together it's like that's where the name came from and i remember one time one time she made me these mashed potatoes and put bird crap on that it that's hilarious it insane. so shout out to there the bird you go, crap. Parker, there you go <laughs> well now that we've kind of covered the the gist of why you've done all this stuff throughout quarantine and cooking in the background uh, I have a thing on my podcast called Tennessee Tasties. It's it's a list of a variety right. of places in Tennessee you've you know eaten at uh, that are your favorite. And then there's also a thing called Nashville Nasties, which is still a you know it's still a works. The name is not the greatest because 
even though it is catchy, people, I'm getting some mixed reviews about it because I don't want to put any restaurants under the bus, you know. Go ahead, Aaron. The right. floor is yours. Tennessee Tasties. Tennessee Tasties. All right. Well, I'm trying to think of like when I come back from school, where do I want to go? The first place I want to go is Takiyaro Full. Talked about that earlier. That place is great. Like, it's it's just so good. And like, you can get as many tacos as you want, and they're like all a cart. You can get like one of this, one of that, and like that's. I think that's one of my favorite places. Um, I really like breakfast a lot, and I like I really like a good coffee. And I think one of my favorite places is Frothy Monkey. As basic as it sounds. So good. Like their coffee is always so good. Like they have great lattes. They have really good biscuits and gravy. Um, trying to think what else frothy I get, but that place is really good. The people are always really nice there. Um, I really like to go there. And also, one of my favorite foods are donuts. And the best donuts in Nashville are Five Daughters Bakery. I have. have Five Daughters them? Bakery is like the go-to spot. They're nuts. That place is so good like i think they're having like a food truck come around during quarantine i think they're going to be headed to brentwood in a few days so i might have to hit it up but i think that's also one of my favorite places like my mom will sometimes i follow them on instagram my mom and i will dm each other pictures that they post and they're like oh like you've got you've got to get these like they have this flavor for the month like stuff like that but those are kind of like the newer places in nashville that um i kind of have liked a lot um I mean, there's, there's so many places new yeah. places in nashville it's such a foodie place i mean i've lived i've lived here for 15 15 16 years so like i guess i'm a nashville native so but um there's also a place in brentwood mm. called peter's sushi and that place is like one of my favorite places it's by the chick-fil-a yes and, like, i know the, exactly uh, what it is what else is by it's like it's by the burgers yeah that place is one of my favorite places too. They have this one roll mm. called the green dragon roll and it's like tempura shrimp and it's got avocado all on the top. Oh man, that place mm. is so good. That's like one of like the not like newer trendier places. Like that's kind of been around for a while. Um, but I guess that's kind of my, my Nashville tasties. I'm trying to and think of you can also incorporate places in um, Auburn. You know, I have some people that, have incorporated places that they've been to in Texas. There was a place called Taco Casa that was unbelievable oh, to them. And they say it's like 10 times better than Taco Bell. Uh, yeah. There's a place in Auburn called Big Blue Bagel. And one of my favorite foods besides tacos are bagel sandwiches, like a mm. nice like, bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Like Those are my favorite. And at Big Blue Bagel, they have, I guess, their bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel. And that is fire like it is something else that is one of my favorite foods in auburn that place has been around for forever they stop serving breakfast at like 11 they close at like three so there's always a line out the door um there's also a place in auburn called um the hound and they've got real it's like a nicer place they've got a really good breakfast really good brunch and they also have really good dinner but what I remember about their brunch is they have a thing called, I think it's called the Redneck Benedict or something like that. And it's like biscuits and gravy with scrambled mm. eggs and bacon. It, it is like a heart attack on a Man, plate. Man, that just sounds so, so tempting to eat right now. I could, mm, I could definitely is, smash a plate of that. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, Auburn's got some good food. I mean... 
it's pretty small. It's a college town, so it's not as big as Nashville. Obviously, nowhere close to that. But they've got some good places that um, have been around for a while and people really like. Have you ever heard of Tumor's Lemonade? Okay, it's a place in Auburn, and um, it kind of – it's, like, at the corner of downtown, so it's real close to campus, and um, they've got the famous Tumor's Lemonade, and they make it, like, right there in front of you. They're out there squeezing lemons or whatever, and it's the best lemonade you'll ever have. If you ever go to Auburn, you got to go to Tumor's Lemonade. And there's also kind of, like, a backstory. Yeah, You know how we roll the trees when we win, too? Like, we roll the trees. Yeah, so it kind of started at Tumor's, and, like, people would figure out if um, – we won the football game or not because they would throw um, the receipt rolls into the trees across from tumors. It's like the tumor trees are like oh, from wow. tumors drugs, the tumors lemonade. So those are kind of like big Auburn traditions, like tumors lemonade, rolling tumors corner. That's a big thing in Auburn too. But if you ever yeah, Auburn, I have a few other friends lemonade. besides you that go to Auburn. I, I have to visit sometime soon. I've just been kind of busy besides quarantine, just been busy with a to, lot of things. Place. So Yeah. <laughs> now, I, for sure, for this sure, is for one sure. thing I always do with the people on my show. Uh, and we kind of mentioned Nashville Nasties. You don't have to mention the place you went to, but you can give your little experience with the terrible service or food or whatever it may be. Gosh, um, I really haven't ever been somewhere where I just had Hey, a that's a good time. thing to have. <laughs> like, I can't. Like really, I well, that, I really can't think of anything. That is okay. We can just go I'll on to the next head. segment, and it's it's hot chicken. That I always <laughs> in the show with hot chicken, Hattie B's. All right. Thank you guys for blessing Nashville with some of the best hot chicken out there. It is probably the best. Don't don't get the stop, drop, and roll or whatever that may be. I think that's what it is, or some type of Hattie B's, the hottest one. I'm not sure, but that stuff will make you cry make you sweat so i recommend never getting the hottest chicken over at hattie b's that place is good that place is so good i think that's the first hot chicken i had in nashville but i don't ever remember you know? hot chicken being like a big thing yeah that's what, like that's what i talked recently. about with the guys with alex and trey i mean and alex said this too he said you know i i can't remember nashville being this hot chicken place because i remember when i was growing up here and i've been born and raised in nashville so like the thing is, is I think Nashville hot chicken really started right. catching on around like 2010 because that's a, like when Nashville started booming, honestly. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, right. it's a weird thing to wrap your head around, but now Nashville is known for their bachelor parties and hot chicken. And well, there you go. That's the capital yep. right there. Hot chicken right there. So. For sure. For sure. Hattie B's, they're, um, they're oh, uh, what's it called? Banana pudding. That is a whole different serious. level of dessert right there. It's so good. It's simple. I love banana pudding. Oh, yeah. They've the got banana good. pudding is They've so good simple. Stuff. You just can't mess it up, and it just has the best taste. I think there I might make go. some this week. There it is, honestly. folks. People that are listening to the podcast, you've now okay. got a little sneak preview of what Aaron is going to be cooking up in the kitchen this weekend <laughs> for sure we're gonna do some good stuff my dad my dad likes to do um like green egg stuff on the weekend so i think he's gonna do a brisket this weekend and then i'll, you, I'll do some side games you do know it is side games weekend, going so you gotta go big or go home right <laughs> 
Yeah, no ham, but you know, we got some, got to oh, get yeah, the, the sure. sides or everything though. Like that's what makes like everyone, you know, like even on Thanksgiving, like it's the sides. No one just like, is like, yeah, I love that turkey. I mean, like some people do, like, I'm not really into it, but like, it's the, it's the mashed potatoes. The it's truffle the mac beans. and cheese. It's, oh, that's what really? that. We don't have mac and cheese at my Thanksgiving. Really? That's like See, one thing. My that, uncle like, always gets weird. hash brown casserole and brings but it my- and then puts a little bit of truffle mac and cheese on top of it. It, oh, it's, it's too much cheese. But like wow. it's worth it for the occasion of Thanksgiving. Yeah, but like one weird thing my family has always done for Thanksgiving is um, they make homemade chicken and noodles on Thanksgiving, mm. and you put it over mashed potatoes. Sounds really weird. I think it's I think it's a Midwest thing because my family's from the Midwest. But um, like they'll make homemade noodles, kind of not like a, I mean like the same base as Italian noodles, like spaghetti and stuff like that. But they'll hand roll it out and hand cut them, and then they'll dry them out on newspapers, and then you um, it's like a it's like a chicken and dumplings kind of. It's not like okay. a chicken noodle soup. It's like chicken and noodles. So it's like a creamy chicken. It's good. We have that on Thanksgiving, which is a weird thing. We don't have mac and cheese, but mm. we got chicken and noodles. Okay. Well, I'll so have pretty, to keep that good. on the, uh, the cookbook list to try that out. That sounds really good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we've kind of come good. to the finale of this episode. I greatly appreciate you coming on the podcast today and uh, everybody that's listening and people that do listen to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much. It means a lot, Uh, you know, really working hard to make a brand that everyone is excited about for the next episodes, whenever they come out and stuff. So thank you. And for the people that do listen, like I mentioned in the couple episodes ago, there is a giveaway going on right now. And Aaron, you can enter. It is a Chick-fil-A $50 gift card. If you're trying to get $50 a Chick-fil-A gift card, you know, follow the Nick Frazier podcast and just repost whatever's on it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for the, joining the Nick Frazier podcast today. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you on the next episode.